0: name. Amen. You come down into darkness, you reach down to save us, you conquer the grave, you cross the deep. on a Wednesday night, isn't it? Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, I should know better by now. You know, I've been at this for decades, and I know better than to ask questions that some are going to say yes, some are going to say no. It's kind of like, like how many are nice and cool in here, and somebody, you know, how many are just hot as all get out? You don't ask those kind of questions, do you? Okay, well, anyway, I've got a, before I start preaching, <clears throat> I've got a a story that I'm going to read you tonight, and it goes like this. Ed was in trouble. <clears throat> he had forgot his wedding anniversary, and his wife was really mad. So she told him, tomorrow morning, I expect to find the gift in the driveway that goes from zero to 200 in less than six seconds, and it had better... Be there. Next morning, Ed got up early and left for work. When his wife woke up, she looked out the window, and sure enough, there was a box gift-wrapped in the middle of the driveway. Confused, the wife put on a robe, ran out to the driveway, and brought the box back in the house. She opened it and found a brand-new bathroom scale. Zero to 200, the lesson. Ed has been missing since Friday. Please pray for him. So tonight, we're talking about forgiveness. Now, forgiveness, and I, I, you can see the little uh, uh, subtitle there, Part One. I'm going to be preaching tonight on forgiveness, and then also uh, this weekend uh, and. And finishing it up on the weekend, I really want to encourage you to be here for the weekend. Uh, it is um, a really powerful uh, message on forgiveness that God has called us to. Now, forgiveness, just before I get into this, it, it, this subject, forgiveness, <clears throat> is not an easy thing for most of us. It, there are times in my life that forgiveness has not been easy. Uh, an easy thing for me, uh, but I do want to say that it is not only possible, but it is vitally important for all of us to be forgivers. Now, tell yourself, I'm a forgiver, and I also realize, and, and I will, you know, there'll be some light humor in the midst, of so it's kind of just the way I... I I preach I always you know there's always some light humor but there is nothing um uh, that I'm going to be preaching about that that uh to to try to lessen or an attempt to lessen the uh hurt pain or the uh feeling uh that any of us here have had Uh, uh, because of the injuries uh, that have been inflicted on us by others. And when I say not to lessen, I do believe that that God's going to help with that, but I don't mean to make light of that, is what I mean. Uh, There are those of us here tonight who have been hurt deeply by others. And so nothing I am saying is an attempt to make light of that. But what I do want to bring across and I believe in God for is His grace to flow to us because uh, it is not only possible for us there. Sometimes we think, you know, I just don't know if it is possible. I've had this thing that has been uh, uh, about this other person or these people for so long now. I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to forgive. And I want to encourage you that uh, with me, the things with men that are impossible, they're possible with God. And God's grace is able to flow, and I'll be talking more about that on the weekend, the grace to forgive. But I want to open up, first of all, because our ability to forgive others comes out of our revelation of God's forgiveness to us. And forgiveness from God is a gift. <clears throat> the mere word forgiveness gives us the definition of what it is, doesn't it? This is not forwarding. There you go. Forgiveness. You see that? The middle part of forgiveness <clears throat> is the word give. Forgiveness is a gift. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Thank God for his forgiveness in our lives tonight. Now someone said of grace that grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. And tonight, one of the greatest richest gifts of grace is forgiveness. Because Jesus paid the price by his own blood, God gives us the gift of forgiveness, and all we have to do is receive it. It's a gift, and a gift must be received, right? Now, say it with me tonight, The gift of forgiveness. This is so important for us to understand as far as God's forgiveness to us and our forgiveness to others. Forgiveness is a gift. It's a gift. God did not forgive us because we earned it or we were good enough for it. Jesus shed his blood to pay for our forgiveness if we earn it it ceases to be a gift because we earned it it's not forgiveness anymore if we earn it it's not a gift it's it's you you we cannot take the give out of forgiveness or it just ends up being forness that that's not even a word The gift, give, cannot be taken out of forgiveness. If we earned it, it stops being a gift. Give is central to forgiveness. We couldn't have earned it if we tried. That forgiveness of all of our sins, uh, what, what could we do to earn it? There's the old song we used to sing, uh, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. It took Jesus' blood to forgive us, and forgiveness from God is a gift because you and I could never pay enough for it. Could we? Could we? Now, let's say I wanted to give you a, a house. Give you a house. A 10,000-square-foot new House in the wallapies, on three acres of land and it 's got all the extras it 's got a an incredible entertainment system it has uh, and, and the whole house is is wired for sound it 's got the the kitchen is just huge and it has a, a, a beautiful island in the middle of it for with the sink and and cabinets galore, beautiful cabinets, and and it opens up into the great room, and and uh, all uh, the, the best of appliances. Uh, I, I'm talking about a 10,000 square foot home on three acres of land, and I give it to you. I'm not going to give it to you tonight, because I don't have it to give you, but we're thinking about it, okay? We're thinking about it, and so... Not only do, is there this house, ten thousand square foot house, with it's decked out, three acres of land, but just behind it, with a with a covered walkway, it goes to a half Olympic size indoor swimming pool built out in the back that has a retractable roof, and so you can. You can be either uh, indoors when you want or you can take that roof, retract it back uh, uh, when it's nice and warm. Let the let the sun come shine out. Just imagine with me. I know it's kind of cool out there. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about? And it's this be- I mean, it's huge, half olympic size pool. It's got a, a small diving board and a high dive. It has a slide. It has a sp- It has a sauna. It has everything. It is wonderful. And I'm just going to give it to you, the keys. I don't have any keys on me. But imagine I'm going to give you the keys to this house for free. Somebody says, praise God. But see, so I give you the key to this house, and you feel kind of bad about just taking it and not paying anything for it, so you give me $100 for it. Now, that's ridiculous, isn't it? And you recognize that that's ridiculous, so you give me all the money that you have, $110. No, but seriously, let's say that you have saved, you've got $50,000 that you've saved up in the bank, and you say, you know, I just feel like I've got to pay something for, for this incredible home on three acres, 10,000 square feet, uh, the pool in the back of all of this, just incredible, it's outrageous, I want to give, I'll, I'll give you the $50,000 I've been scrimping and saving and putting in the bank I've got saved up, I'll give you the 50000 Now, how many of you know tonight that that $50,000 is not going to touch That kind of home, you know, it would not probably even pay for the pool. It would be almost offensive, it would be offensive to try to pay for it when it's offered to you as a gift, wouldn't it? Now tonight, I just use that as kind of a a fanciful illustration and let us think about Jesus and the price he paid for your sin and for my sin, see, we could never pay enough to make up for even a portion of what Jesus freely gave to us. Isn't that right? And you know, tonight we shouldn't even try, should we? And yet people all over the world do. They try to pay for it. Some people spend their whole uh, they, they may have responded at an altar sometime or prayed a prayer of forgiveness, but they, they the the magnitude of of jesus' forgiveness eludes them, and they think, well, you know because of the stuff I've done, I need to feel guilty." Uh, about it, and so they carry guilt, uh, and that carrying guilt uh, is almost uh, an unsubconscious uh attempt to, to pay for what Jesus has freely given, or doing good things uh, h- however much uh, they read their bibles or or maybe maybe if we just help enough little old ladies across the street or or something like this, listen tonight, forgiveness is a gift because it's something we could never pay for. And it is a gift because God is that good. He's good tonight. And so Jesus shed His blood on the cross to freely forgive us, freely forgive us. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus that's forgiveness. God is that good. It's freely given because we could never pay enough to make up for what Jesus paid for us. Now, when we understand forgiveness, we learn to love God. Don't you want to love God more? I want to love God more. And and we can learn to love God more. Our understanding, and, and let me just get to this next verse. This next verse I'm going to show you is going to help our love for God to soar. It's Luke 747. Help our love to soar. Talk to me afterwards. I'll explain it to you. Therefore, Jesus said, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiveness, forgiven, the same loves little. Now, I want to explain the background to this one verse of Scripture that's going to help our love to soar, Luke seven forty-seven, and and give you the background. Jesus had been invited to dinner at at Simon the Pharisee's house. So he goes in, uh, he uh, sits down, Simon just kind of said, well, come on, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but this is kind of the way it happened. He opens the door, Jesus comes in, there was no real greeting, there was no uh, traditional kind of Preparation as Jesus comes in, uh, 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 no foot washing, nothing, and and so Jesus comes in, and while he's there, this woman who has a horrible reputation comes in, and she Jesus is sitting there, and she just breaks down. She begins sobbing, and she kneels down in front of Jesus with her with her tears begin dropping on the feet. And her hair, she takes and begins to wash his feet with her tears. It's a beautiful scene. But this guy, Simon, is looking at that, and he thinks to himself, he's just got the thoughts going through his mind, if this guy were really a prophet, he would know what kind of woman this is. My question always was, how did he know? but that's a sermon for another time. And so he's critical. Jesus knows his thoughts, and he says, Simon, he says, I've got, I got something to say to you. And so he says, okay, say. He says, i got a story I want to tell you, and I'm, again, going to paraphrase it a little bit. He said there are, there are two guys that own their creditor. One guy, he owned, owed this guy $10 million. Another guy, he owned 10 bucks. But the creditor just forgave them both, just up and forgave them, just said, it's just write it off, tear up the debt, you're forgiven, I, you don't have to pay a penny back. One guy owed $10 million, another guy owed 10 bucks. and then Jesus said, who do you think uh, would love more? And he said, well, I suppose the guy that was forgiven $10 million, and Jesus says, you got it. He says, I came into your house. You didn't even give me a bucket of water to wash my feet with. You didn't anoint my head with oil. But this woman who has come in has washed my feet with her tears. She has anointed my feet with precious oil. And then Jesus says these words, Therefore I say to you, <clears throat> her sins, which are many, <clears throat> are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Listen, the point Jesus is making here is to the degree we understand forgiveness is the degree that we will love God. If we want to love God more, then we have to have an understanding of His forgiveness to us. Listen, we cannot help but love God when we know how much He's forgiven us. How can we not love Him when we know how much He's forgiven us, and not only has forgiven us, but continues to forgive us? I don't know about you, but since I gave, I gave my life to Christ almost 43 years ago, and in that 43 years ago, I've needed his forgiveness at least a couple of times in those 43 years. At least, maybe today, even. We can't help but love him when we know how much he's forgiven us and how much He still forgives us. Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore, He is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Him since He always lives to make intercession for them. Thank God He saves us to the uttermost. Now, tell yourself or somebody, you were saved to the uttermost, to infinity and beyond right saved forgiven and not only did he forgive but he continues to forgive and we can count on his forgiveness being there again tomorrow because why he always lives to make intercession for us and that intercession is not just Oh uh, uh, Father just uh, you know uh, give him enough gas to get to work and all that that intercession for us is for the the uh, not only the just the needs that we have in our life, but he continues to live and give intercession for us uh, in the times that we need that that forgiveness still continues it didn 't just flow for what we did in our past it 'll be for us in our now it 'll be for us in our tomorrow. we can count on him. Not rejecting us, not turning away. Jesus paid the price with his own blood so we could be forgiven and we could count on him keeping on forgiving us if we need it in the future. Thank God. I don't know if you can tell it or not, but I'm about to get a little bit happy tonight. Uh Because he has forgiven us, we are clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't have to be afraid of God. He's accepted us freely because of the blood. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Now, there are a lot of Christians who base their relationship with God on what they do, how much or how little they pray, how much or how little they read their Bibles. And subconsciously, it's all about what they do to earn favor with God. And you know what that does? It produces a fear-based relationship. If they are doing the things they think they ought to be doing right, then they feel like God loves them, God likes them, because they've done what they felt like they should do, but if they miss reading the Bible for a day or two or three or, or uh, d- didn't spend a, a 15 minutes or a half hour or an hour in prayer that day or they somehow, whatever they feel like they have to do to measure up, they have lapsed in that one area. Then what happens is they feel condemned or afraid because it's all based, their relationship with God is based on what they do. Now Listen. When we're afraid of God, it's hard to love Him. Now I know some of you, because I thought of this, that there is a truth about the fear of God, and the Bible does talk about wisdom and the fear of God, and, and all of that. But the fear of God, our, uh, the fear of God in our lives, is not a dread of God. It is a reverence of our Father. It is a reverential. It's it's that reverential awe of God that causes us to draw close. See, God doesn't want us to be pushed away. He doesn't want us to draw back. He wants to draw us close. That's why Jesus said, I'm lifted up so that I'll draw all men unto me. That's why he shed his blood, was to bring us close, not to get us to back off. And if we're afraid of God, if we're fearful of him in that sense of dread, then we have to draw back because we're afraid. But when we realize that our relationship is based on what Jesus has done, the forgiveness that has flowed, then we can't help but love him. Love flows out of a sense of forgiveness. Hebrews 8:12 says, "For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Listen to this, and their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more." Isn't that good? Man, that was worth the price of admission tonight, right? God forgives us and forgets because of the blood of Jesus. That blood is so powerful when we receive it. It gives God the Father the ability to forget our sins. He's the only being who has the ability to forget all of those wrongs. See, we may forget some things. You know, never mind. I was going <laughs> to talk about how women have a memory, but I would better not do that because... That would get me in real trouble, huh? <laughs> but I already stepped in it, didn't I? Let me pull that foot right out. So we we may forget some of the wrongs that people have done to us, but we don't have the ability to forget everything. The, the harder we try to forget, the more we remember. And so we don't have the ability to forget. That doesn't mean that forgiveness is not... Uh, real in our lives, and I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but we don't have the ability to forget everything. God is the only being who has the ability to forget all of our wrongs, all of our sins, and He has, and when He does, because Jesus has forgiven us, we need to know tonight uh, He has, He does, and He will continue to bring forgiveness in our lives, and that's love. That's love tonight. I pray that everybody here in this place senses his love, his love for us. Jesus died to prove it. He could not have done anything more to prove it, and our love for him flows out of a sense of forgiveness. Now, shifting gears and I'll follow this up this weekend, continue. But our love for and our forgiveness of others flows out of our revelation of God's love and forgiveness to us. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16 says, By this we know love because he laid down his life for us, and we ought also to lay down our lives for the brethren. How we treat others, that selfless sacrifice or laying our lives down, comes out of an understanding of His love for us. We know love because He laid His life down for us, and then we are able to lay down our lives. We are able to lay down our grudges, we're able to lay down our bitterness. We're able to lay down our unforgiveness of others and bring forth that forgiveness to others because we know that he loved us. Because we love him, we can. We, he teaches us how to love, doesn't he? Ephesians 4, verse 31 and 32 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. That's good advice, isn't it? Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Now, we are to forgive others just like God, in Christ, forgave us. God's forgiveness to us was a gift, wasn't it? We didn't earn it. We didn't pay for it. There was nothing we could do for it. In fact, We didn't even deserve it, did we? And our forgiveness to others is meant to work the same way. They don't earn it. They don't pay for it. They may not <coughs> even deserve it. Now, this is where we can get kind of spiritual, and we'll be in church like this. We'll hear statements like that, and we'll say, amen, brother, preach it. That's right. That's what, just like. We are forgiven just like Christ forgave us. But listen, <clears throat> we may still hold a grudge, against someone because inwardly we don't feel like they deserve our forgiveness. So we kind of just hold on to it. Listen, forgiving someone means we give to them <clears throat> what they don't deserve, just like Jesus forgave us, <clears throat> just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Some people refuse to give Forgive others because they believe that other person owes them something. They owe me an apology. Or they owe me an explanation. Or they owe me feeling rotten about what they did. And tonight, listen, I am not making light of of something someone else has done. There are horrible abuses that people have made into our lives, said about us possibly, done to us possibly. I am not making light of that tonight. I've had some things done to me over the years. I have. There's a handful of people that have in my life wounded me deeply. And so I want to uh, let you know that I empathize with that pain. But listen, God knows our need of being a forgiver. And so He asked us, as Jesus forgave us, To forgive others also. See, because when we make forgiveness conditional upon something we feel others owe us, it ceases to be forgiveness. We can't forgive without giving. The prefix of the word forgiveness is the word for, and that means before. Before give. Giving before. And see, we have to be willing to give forgiveness to someone before we even may feel like they deserve it. Now, somebody say, I believe that. Or before we feel like even doing it. <laughs> see, it's not a feeling. Forgiveness, then, now sometimes you may feel it, but there are a lot of times, I'm telling you, it's more than a feeling. Giving forgiveness like that, freely forgiving, before it's more than a feeling. Before we feel like it, before, for, before giving forgiveness, before we feel like it, it's more than a feeling. More than a feeling, more than a feeling, you know, that that song. More than a feeling, it's more than a feeling. There have been times in my life where I gave forgiveness before before I felt like it. I know jesus has has told us we ought to bless those who curse you, and so we bless, we bless them, and so I have blessed uh, other people before I felt like it Lord I prayed bless God bless them with finances bless them bless them bless them bless them give them money give them just bless their lives, bless their family, bless them, bless them, bless them. And I prayed financial blessing on when what I felt like was God bless them with a brick. That's what I felt like. But I didn't pray that prayer. I prayed the other prayer, God bless them with finances, bless their life, bless their family. Sometimes I get irritated with myself. You ever get irritated with yourself? Sometimes I don't always... React rightly to injuries that uh, have done been done to me, or that I perceive have been done. How many know our perception is not always legit? We imagine people being offensive and offending and saying things, doing things against us far more than it actually happens. You know what we really need to do tonight, and I'm going to rush along here. We need to learn to get over ourselves. A lot of marriages would be a lot better if we just learned to get over ourselves. Most relationships would be a lot stronger if we just learned to get over ourselves. You know what? I'll go even further. You and I, all of us, would be a lot happier if we just learned to get over ourselves. If we want to have a good life, we'll make right choices, and forgiving others is a choice we make. First Peter ten or chapter three verse ten and eleven says, "For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it." Our ability to love life, to enjoy life, comes from our being a peace seeker, a peacemaker. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, he made peace with God for us through his blood. And when we become peacemakers and do everything within our power to be at peace with others, sometimes it's not possible on their end, but we can always be a forgiver, can't we? And they, they leave the results with them however they respond to it. But we're going to be forgivers. We're going to be peacemakers. You know what that does? It, it causes us to be part of the family business. Hallelujah. So what do you mean by that? Jesus made peace through his blood. And we become peacemakers by forgiving. Now, I'm going to read Ephesians 4. I'd read this earlier, but this is a little expanded. I'm, I'm going to kind of wrap this up in just a few minutes. But Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, we make a decision to forgive. It says, let all bitterness and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper, resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, slander, evil speaking, abusive or blasphemous language be banished from you. That's a mouthful. With all malice, spite, ill will, or baseness of any kind, and become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tender hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. So tonight, when someone offends us, says something about us, or does something to us that hurts us, we have a decision to make, don't we? We can hang on to it and nurse that grudge. I mean, besides me, no, you don't have to raise your hand, but there have been times in my life where I've nursed a grudge. It's like a baby just nursing that grudge. Oh, no. Poor, poor me, you know. We can hang on to it and nurse it. Oh, we can forgive them. And listen again tonight, and I am bringing this down. <clears throat> this is not always an easy decision to make. It isn't always easy, especially with some abuses from people that have been made in our past. <clears throat> it's important, but it's not always easy. Sometimes we don't feel like forgiving. And we think to ourselves, because we're, we're Christians, we know we need to forgive, Right? <clears throat> say it's in the Bible, we know we need to, and so we plan to. I'm going to forgive them later, <laughs> all right? So I'm planning on it, I'm, I just, I'm working my way. And you know what, sometimes I understand because of the, the, uh, the, the abuse or the, the injury that has been caused. It's, it's difficult, and so we may not feel it. And can I tell you something, just encourage you tonight? You cannot base your forgiveness on a feeling. We do it. We just do it because Jesus said, Do it. I say, I forgive them. And feelings often follow. Often. And if you do it and you still have, because feelings, sometimes we may still feel the hurt or we still may feel the irritation or uh, some anger. Because of what has been done, we think we've forgiven, we prayed forgiveness over them. God, I forgive that person for what they did. And we may still have some of those latent feelings. We may think, well, I couldn't have forgiven them because of the way I still feel. Listen to me tonight. God's grace over time will cause those feelings to change. Our fa- our feelings will follow our faith. And when we forgive Because God says to just forgive, and we put our faith in the motion, feelings will follow our faith, and there'll be a day where you'll feel differently. So you can't can't, uh, feel like, well, I couldn't have forgiven them because I still have some of these feelings. You continue to pray blessing and forgiveness, and those feelings will change in time. Our ability to enjoy life comes out of choices we make, and one of the biggest choices we'll ever make is to forgive others. Tommy Barnett preached years ago about the circle of love and including everyone in our circle of love. You do that, we do that, by the grace of God. And, and I'm going to talk more about this on the weekend, about the grace to forgive. See, uh, forgiveness is isn't just a thing of the will. We have to engage our will, but I'm telling you tonight something that that a lot of you already know because of what God has helped you with in some circumstances in the past. This forgiveness is not just a matter of willpower. It's a matter of our submitting to God and, and seeing a miracle of God, His grace, which gives us the ability to forgive Something at a time we may have felt was unforgivable. God's miraculous, but God can do everything, right? With God, all things are possible, and he is able to turn our hearts to forgive where we felt like we wouldn't be able to. Sometimes, and I'm going to close with this statement, and then we're going to pray, but sometimes we can just be so wrapped up in ourselves, can't we? Someone said when you're all wrapped up in yourself, you make a very small package. And so tonight, we have to unwrap ourselves into the grace of God. Those grave clothes, let them come on, unwrap ourselves and open ourselves to others and to include everyone into our circle of love. And I'm telling you tonight, there's a, there's a grace for that. There's a grace for that. And first of all, it comes when we realize the miracle of God's forgiveness to us. You know that was a miracle, don't you? God to forgive us all of our sin and to cleanse us and to continue to make intercession for it. What a miracle that is. Our love for God flows out of that revelation of forgiveness and our love. And ability to forgive others flows from that same revelation of God's love and forgiveness for us. If you believe that tonight, would you just say, I believe that. Praise God. Let's bow our heads tonight. Forgiveness. It is so powerful. God's forgiveness to us. If there's anyone here. That you've never given your life to Christ or maybe you've just been away from him for a time and tonight you say, you know, I just need uh, uh, an awareness of God's forgiveness into my life. Jesus shed his blood for you, for us. And it's a gift that he gives. We just have to receive it. You're here and you say, you know what, I just want to receive that tonight. No one looking across the building for a moment. Just raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. Amen. God bless your hands. Amen. And the heart that raised that hand. I'm not going to ask uh, across the building about those who have had an issue with forgiving others. I know that there are probably a number of us here, and I'm going to talk more about that power and God's ability, God's grace, and all of these things of forgiveness this weekend, but, to, but tonight... Say, I don't think we ought to just hold on to things uh, for the next several days. Let's stand to our feet. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray uh, a prayer of forgiveness for all of us tonight. I just in- uh, encourage you to repeat this prayer with me. And then in this prayer, I want you by faith to bring forgiveness to others out of that revelation of God's forgiveness. I'm telling you, it's a miracle, and that miracle Uh, follows faith. And tonight, God's going to help us. Can you say, I believe that? I believe you believe it. Let's pray together. Just repeat this with me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. Come into my heart and forgive me. Thank you for your blood that was shed for me. I thank you. For that wonderful gift, I receive it. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. And because you have forgiven me, I believe for the grace to forgive those who have offended me, those who have spoken against me, Those who have hurt me, thank you, Jesus, for that miracle of your grace to forgive. And I believe for your comfort, your healing to flow into my heart now, now, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Lord, right now, I pray over this uh, this congregation, over this group and this body of believers, thank you tonight for your forgiveness that has cleansed us. Thank you for forgiving us and forgetting all of our unrighteousness and iniquity. God, thank you. Thank you tonight for the power of your forgiveness to us. And tonight, we thank you thank you, and we praise you for the power and the ability and the grace to forgive others. And I speak that over every life tonight. Thank you for it, Jesus. Thank you for it, Jesus. In your name, the wonderful name of Jesus. Say, in Jesus' name, name. amen. Amen. Now let's give the Lord a big clap (laughs) offering, would you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for it. Praise God. Isn't God good? Uh, We're forgiven. Say, I'm clean.